Hello, and welcome to Alliant Health Solutions, Making Healthcare Better podcast. My name is Rakia Campbell, and I'm your host today. And joining me today is Stacey Hole. She's our Behavioral Health Manager for Alliant. And Stacey, can you start by telling us a little bit about the work that you do with Alliant? Oh, absolutely, Rakia. Well, first, uh, I'd like to share that I am a uh, licensed professional counselor, and I have a certification as a master addiction counselor as well. So I have over 25 years experience working in community mental health, and I have covered the treatment uh, spectrum from outpatient services to partial hospitalization. Uh, and I have been with Alliance for the last three years serving as the behavior health manager to help improve behavior health quality. And uh, with that, uh, what I do is that I use my knowledge and expertise and understanding of mental health and substance use treatment modalities and evidence-based practices uh, to kind of accomplish our behavior health broad goals of optimizing opioid best practices and increasing behavior health services. So I do this through offering uh, technical assistance, I develop educational resources, and then I create opportunities for shared learning uh, through learning and action network. Wow. So with that experience, um, that is why you are the ideal person to talk with us today and share your thoughts about the behavioral health concerns due to COVID-19. Um, so studies have shown that one in five adults experience mental illness. Um, it's probably easier to conceptualize that by saying 43.5 million adults actually experience mental illness per year. Um, so, you know, if we've seen a lot of articles, we've seen a lot of um, news stories about um, behavioral health being a primary concern with dealing with this pandemic. Um, you know, folks have been um, quarantined in the house. Um, just the just the thought process of needing to change your daily habits on how you go out and how you interact with people can can impact your your mental health. So Stacy, please share what exactly is behavioral health? How is that defined? And what are some of the behavioral health concerns that have now arisen as a result of COVID-19? Uh, because behavior health is actually a term that includes both mental health and substance use disorders. And we just have seen a tremendous amount of stress and distress from people as a result of COVID-19. You know, of course, we're dealing with some uncertain times uh, and people anxiety is really high. In fact, uh, the mental health hotlines are uh, reporting extremely high call volumes. The Federal Disaster Distress Hotline uh, reported that they had a 338% increase in calls in March as compared to February. So behavior supports are really needed at this time to help people cope and manage with what they're experiencing. Mm. So why do you think this is actually occurring now? I mean, you know, obviously because of COVID-19, but what are some specific triggers that could be making those calls increase? Well, you know, uh, the emergence of COVID-19 has increased rates of stress in our community and in the world uh, to a level that we've never experienced before. So we are dealing with a lot of uncertainty, uh, high unemployment. We have high death rates. There have been instances where uh, loved ones have transitioned, and they did that along. Uh, we have unconditional ways of burying our loved ones, uh, and we're, we're asked to wear masks. 
Uh, we've had food shortages, limitations on uh, mobility. You know, that list could really go on and on. So it's kind of like a perfect storm right now uh, that so much is going on that people are overwhelmed. And then not to mention the social injustice that uh, we are experiencing right now and the protesting that is also occurring. You know, so people will be uh, depressed, and you may also see people that will be diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of what they are experiencing. Mm. So post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, you hear that phrase used a lot with, um, you know, soldiers that have gone off to war or, you know, folks that have experienced some kind of trauma in their lives. So can you share a little bit more about that and how COVID can be seen as something that could possibly cause post-traumatic stress? Mm -hmm. Well, post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental health condition that some people develop after experiencing or witnessing a life-threatening event, right? So that could be a car accident, it could be combat, uh, it could be a natural disaster, uh, it could be physical or sexual abuse. So um, although we related often to combat uh, veterans, any of us can experience uh, PTSD as a result of what we experience. So if you think about it, this pandemic has been and continues to be a life-threatening event. And there have been a lot of people just on the front line just seeing this uh, on a daily basis. So we do expect that to impact them. And in addition to it, uh, we are watching it over and over on the news. Uh, and so we will see people that are impacted. Now keep in mind, not everybody will develop PTSD. Uh, only 3.5% of adults will be diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder in a lifetime. But if people are experiencing nightmares or having flashbacks as a result of some of the things that they've experienced, they really should see uh, a trained specialist that has expertise in trauma. Uh, PTSD can be successfully treated. So you mentioned nightmares and flashbacks. Are there any other symptoms or signs that someone may be experiencing that? And if we do see someone in our family or in our household experiencing it, or even ourselves, what are some things we can do to cope with it? Yeah, in addition to the nightmares and flashbacks, um, people may avoid those situations. Uh, they may avoid talking about it. You may see that people are isolated. They may be a little bit more agitated than normal. So if you have a friend or loved one who may be experiencing symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder or have high anxiety as a result of what they are experiencing right now, just listen, you know, be supportive and be non-judgmental. Uh, but if you feel that their symptoms are outweighing your comfort level, encourage them to talk to their physician or mental health professional. And of course, if someone is uh, having thoughts of suicide and verbalizing that, you should call 911 or the suicide prevention hotline for support immediately. Mm -hmm. so, um, so if people are interested in conducting a private screening, where are some places they can go? Let's say they're not comfortable necessarily talking to their doctor or you know, picking up the phone and seeking someone out. Is there, are there other options for private screening? Oh, absolutely. Um, Mental Health America, they have online uh, behavior health screenings uh, that a person could go online. You can complete the screen. You get your results. Keep in mind that those uh, screenings are not meant to diagnose. 
they are actually designed just to give you a snapshot of your mental health at that point in time. And then the person can take the results and start the conversations with their physician or with a mental health professional. And so, and, and Rakia, one thing that I think uh, prevents people from reaching out to get mental health support that's so needed is stigma. You know, there's still a lot of stigma around uh, behavioral health and mental health and even substance use um, disorders. Uh, but all of these um, situations can be managed with the right supports. So I really just encourage people, you know, if you feel that you need that support, do not be afraid to, to reach out. You know, during COVID-19, the, the motto has been, you are not in this alone, we are in this together. And we have to have that same mentality when it comes to all mental wellness. So I really do. I encourage people to talk to your doctor, talk to a um, mental health professional to get the assistance that you need. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. And it's encouraging to know that even if someone doesn't feel comfortable doing it in person, there are other options um, to seek help as well. So thank you for sharing that. That was good information. So thank you for joining me, Stacey. Thank you, Rakia, for having me. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us for another episode of Alliant Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast.